0: All right, well, we're starting a new series, um, and we're going to be spending a few weeks on this, and it is all about testimony. Um, so I'm super excited, um, I, and you will be too, I'm sure of it, I'm sure of it. Um, but we're going to be spending some time on this, and so I get to kick it off. And today, um, I want to start with, um, with with Psalms 78, so I'm just going to jump right in. I want to read through this, and then we're going to come back and and take a look at some... Uh, some particular lines here. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old which which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he's done. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children. That they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and may not be, not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright and whose spirit was not faithful to God. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They didn't keep the covenant of God. They refused to walk in his law and forgot his works and his wonders that he had shown them. Now that is a sad ending right there, isn't it? I'm gonna unpack this. We won't, we won't stay there. But did you catch that? That they they actually shrunk back in the day of battle and forgot what God was like. So, so I guess we can start with a warning, right? Do you realize it's possible for us to end up shrinking back from what we're called to do because we forgot what God was like? We forgot. We, we, we somehow missed that, and then in the day of battle, we didn't have the strength that we needed to push through. Isn't that an amazing, isn't that an amazing thought that that could happen? But yet it does happen. And so, so we want to talk today to make sure that that, that doesn't happen. Let's, we can be proactive about this. So let me just begin uh, again. Let me begin at the, be, at the beginning. I want to share a few thoughts here with you. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. So point number one, in order for people to hear something helpful about the testimony and the gospel of the kingdom, you're going to have to open your mouth. Just write that down. Just write that down. St. Francis, we love St. Francis. He was awesome. He's the one that we often uh, credit with the phrase, preach the gospel always, and when necessary, use words. And I think most of us go, yeah, preach the gospel always, not with words. That's not what it says. It says, when necessary, use words, which is every time. It actually requires using words to present the rest of the gospel. That You definitely have to have actions. James will let you know, right? If you, if you say, be blessed, you only use words, and you don't do anything about it, he tells you your faith is worthless, but you have to show the gospel and speak the gospel. Come on, are you guys feeling that? It's good. This is important. This is so vital, especially in our day and age right now, where essentially, unless it's social media, you are commanded to shut thyself up. It's a lot of pressure to just keep your pie hole shut, right? Are you guys, do you feel that a little bit? you feel that? Unless you're on social media, then it's fine. Just attack. I'm being facetious. Do not attack. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) Saying we live in a crazy world. Let's get back to the scriptures, shall we? All right. So we will open our mouths. He's opening his mouth. This is vital. You got to open your mouth. Just make sure something good comes out. And he says, This I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. Now when he says dark sayings, that means deep sayings. It means you guys are familiar with the proverb where it says it is the it is the glory of God to hide a matter and it is the glory of kings to search it out. It's that God, he says this, if you seek me with all of your heart, you will find me says the Lord. So he he hides in plain sight for us going, "Oh man, I really hope that you actually want me, because I want you so bad, but but I'm not gonna force it, I'm not gonna force it, I'm not gonna manipulate you, but I've hidden this for you, not from you, and that's what he's saying, There's this, these are deep sayings, these are things that are for us, and he, and he wants us to seek that, so, so he's saying, I'm gonna utter my mouth in this way, and our fathers have told us, we will not hide them from their children, what is he saying, I'm speaking of the things that God has given, and I get to talk about it, and I'm not gonna hide it from my children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. Let me share with you a story from my childhood. Some of you may have heard this story, but it's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite testimonies. When we were kids, we had some seasons in our life when we were super poor super poor and like you know we would get our clothes you'd go shopping there would be like big black garbage bags filled with clothes and you would just dig through and find the one that fit you that kind of that kind of situation right how many of you have enjoyed that kind of program right yeah several of us that's what I'm talking about the the worst is when you're wearing like the knit sweater that grandma like embroidered the name on did anybody have that one but then you're wearing like the one that has your sister's name on it because she grew out of nobody no okay <laughs> so we would have these seasons that were super lean, and we were in the midst of one of those seasons, and we came home from wherever we were. I don't recall. I was pretty young. But when we got home, we opened up the fridge, and all that was in the fridge was mayonnaise, jar of mayonnaise. And so mom just gave us all spoons, and we, no, I'm just kidding. We did not do that. That's <laughs> disgusting. Um, but I love mayonnaise, just not straight with the spoon. That's, I don't have the faith for that. But we, that was all there was. But we, had, we did have chickens. And so uh, mom's like, we'll go check and see if the chickens laid any eggs. And so we ran out. Now, now, from where we were in the house to where the chicken coop was, was pretty much from where I'm standing to the front door. And so we ran out there. And Autumn, you ran with me, right? You remember this? Okay. So at least Autumn was here because somebody, somebody brought something up that I will mention in a moment that they were questioning my abilities. And I'm going to out them in just a second here. Here she is now. Oh, no, she's, <laughs> so at any rate, um, so here's, here's what happened. We run out there, and there's no eggs, no eggs at all. So we run back, and we're like, there, there's no eggs. And uh, so mom's like, well, why don't we pray and ask the Lord that the chickens will lay some eggs? And so we prayed, dear Lord Jesus, we just pray that the chickens would lay some eggs so we have something to eat. And so then, as good faithful kids, we just turned right back around, ran back straight to the chicken coop. And when we got there, there were 14 eggs in one nest. Isn't that awesome? There were 14 eggs in one nest. And we're just like, hey, mom. So we brought them back, you know, and we're like, and they were still warm. Like, they were still, you know, chicken temperature. <laughs> now, here's the thing that I, that I want to know. Like, when we get there, when the kingdom comes, right, and we have a new heaven and a new earth, and we get to go and watch, like, the God channel, like, YouTube version, right, I want to dial up, How God did that? Was it like 14? Chickens that like lined up and like bloop and then book, 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 and then bloop and book. Or was it one chicken that's just like on its side with steam coming out of his egg hole, just like, oh! you know, like I don't, I, I'm super curious. I kind of hope it's one chicken, honestly, because I think it would be like really funny, like the chickens just cruising around, you know, and then all of a sudden the Lord like directs it, you know, and it's like, what's happening? And then just, <laughs> I just, I, I don't know, but I, I cannot wait to see how that went down, you know? And I'm gonna be disappointed too if it turns out that the Lord's like, hey Michael, go pick some eggs up and put them in the nest and hold them them in your shirt so they get warm. (laughs) No, don't leave the carton, Michael. Take it out of the carton. Anyway, I don't know. But all I know is that I can't wait to see how God got that done. And I love this story. This is one of my favorite testimonies. My kids know this story. Because I tell them. I tell them the story, and, and here's when I tell them the story. Here's when I share the testimony of what God did when I was a little kid, when we didn't have any food in the house, is I tell them that testimony, one, if we're just telling fun stories. That's just fun, right? That's just fun. But the other time that I do it, and this is the majority of the time, is when we need breakthrough in some area. When we need God to do something that we can't do, then we start stirring the testimony back up. We start we start speaking and and, and telling what we heard and what we know and what our fathers have told us, right? We start speaking. We're not going to hide those things from the children. We go, hey, you know what? We do. We need breakthrough. Like, you're wanting to go on this trip, and and we don't have that $1,200, but man, let me tell you about that time. Let me tell you about the 14 eggs. Like, what? No, because God, if God can provide 14 eggs for little kids in like 37 seconds, he can provide for this thing that's needed right here. It correlates directly And we stir that up. We stir up that testimony. And this is vital. This is vital. Because what happens is when we speak of what God has done, and I'm going to get into this as we continue on. When we speak about what God has done, when we speak about the testimony, what we're talking about is the character of God. You see, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of God, what is it? It's the record of what God has done in his people. And I'm going to unpack this as you go, as we go. But let's go to the next, the next scripture. You guys tracking with me so far? All right. Okay, so we go here. Uh, let's see. What did I just do? Oh. I think I froze. Can you give me the next one, Amy? Thanks. Um, <clears throat> for he established a testimony in Jacob... And appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. That, like, I want my kids, I want my great, great, great grandkids to remember the 14 eggs. Like, I want my family to be gaining strength from that chicken until Jesus comes when I meet my great 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 grandkids or, or however many greats it is they're gonna be super great yours gonna be great but mine are gonna be great 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 a couple of you caught that anyway when I meet them I want them to be like oh you're great 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 grandpa Joshua you're the chicken guy you're the 14 x guy you, you you guys prayed man I got so many breakthroughs remembering that testimony are you guys catching this and that's what this is, but, but, it's, but, but it's all of it. It's all of it. Let me say this. For he established a testimony in Jacob, and he appointed a law in Israel. He established a testimony in Jacob. Isn't that interesting language to be using? He established a testimony in Jacob. What does that mean? It means he said to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He said to Adam and Eve in the garden. Remember when Adam and Eve got tempted and they blew everything up, right? that's kind of a bummer but immediately what does God say he says listen here's what I'm going to do I'm going to from your seed will come someone that will crush this snake's head and then with Abraham he shows up goes Abraham with you a whole nation will be born all nations will be blessed through you Abraham through Isaac through Jacob see it's the testimony it's the testimony of what God has done the testimony of what God has done is the testimony of who God is They're interchangeable. And when you and I share the testimony of what he has done, we are preaching the gospel of who he is. Do you see that? And when we cease to share about what he has done, we cease to believe the gospel about who he is. And that's where this ends, by the way, where it said, Ephraim, in the day of battle, though they were armed for battle, they shrunk back, not because they didn't have the war, not because they weren't warriors, not because they didn't have the stuff to win, not because God wasn't with them, but because they forgot God was with them. They forgot that they were even God's people. And that's what happens to us. We end up shrinking back from the battle. We end up shrinking back from life. We lose our courage. We lose our, 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 our we lose that. We lose joy. We lose strength. And then suddenly we're just kind of plodding through life. And we're like, whoa, I know that someday in the great by and by he's going to redeem some stuff. But it pretty much just sucks till then. Can I get a witness? Right? But God's... <laughs> He's saying, that's not what I want for you. Some of us are feeling that today, and you're going to leave feeling better. And we've all felt that. Because when we stop sharing the testimony, when we stop remembering the testimony, when we stop living a life where we're honestly preaching the character of God by the things that he's done, we forget. We forget. And let me tell you something, too. I want to encourage you, saints. You have an enemy. That's it. Full encouragement. No, there's a little more. Let me unpack that a little bit. What does it say? It says the devil comes to kill and steal and destroy. I want you to understand that the enemy comes, and you know what he likes to steal first? Because he's not a dummy. He's been around a long time. He comes to steal that testimony. He comes to steal that testimony. Let me give you an example of, uh, of how we roll here at Christ Center. You guys notice every Sunday we try to have a testimony, right? That's on purpose, That's on purpose because we need to hear about what God is doing. We need to remember, oh, that's right, God's moving. Oh, that's right, he still heals people. Then I'm I'm not going to give up on my healing. I've been waiting 28 years, and I'm still, I just had a woman come and share, and she was just sharing about how God healed her from an incurable situation. I'm going to let her share, so I'm not going to ruin it. But she had it for seven years, and then God healed her. That's amazing. But imagine if she just stopped even asking anymore. And that's really what the enemy wants. He's like, no, I just want you to give up. Think about Abraham. Abraham's the father of faith, and he's like 100 years old when he had Isaac. Imagine if he just gave up. So we've got to be able to to stir that up. Now, the enemy knows. The enemy knows that the testimony is the spirit of prophecy. In other words, he knows that if we're sharing what God has done, what we're also doing is sharing what he's going to do. And he needs to shut that down. So what he'll do is literally he will come. And, and here's, let me just give you an example. All right. In this house, we are very specific to stir up the testimony, right? So so we're doing this stuff. Every staff meeting starts with testimonies. Every elders meeting starts with testimonies. Every elders and deacons meeting starts with testimonies. When we get together as a pastoral team, starts with testimonies, all right? So we're in the middle of this, right? We get to share. We get to hear great news from you guys all the time. We get to see God move all the time. Sit down on a Monday morning, get together, sit around. Father, thank you that we can be together. And then it's like, all right, guys, let's share a few testimonies. And I kid you not, it's like, whole room filled with the leaders of Christ Center. Yeah, you guys should probably just start leaving now. This, is, this happens. And <laughs> not one testimony? Like, not one? Like, nothing? And I'm telling you, it's as though he has never done anything. I mean, you just sit there and you're just like... <laughs> and now here's the crazy thing, though. Here's the crazy thing. And here's what I will do. Here's what I will do in my head. I'm like, I remember those 14 eggs. I remember those 14 eggs. And you know what's crazy about testimonies, by the way? See, and then it starts stirring it up. Testimonies are like rabbits. They are like rabbits. That's right. Write that down. Testimonies are like rabbits. If you can get a couple together, they will multiply. It's amazing. If you could get a couple of testimonies. I'm like, well, I do remember the time that the Lord came through. Let me share a testimony with you, right? Here's a fun one. We, at, at a, we, at, there was a time when everybody left Christ Center. So you won't be the first if you leave. Um, but uh, they did, they did. There was like 100 people left Christ Center in like a three-month period of time and took like over 50% of the finances with them. It was really intense. And during that time, we were so, so upside down. It was rough, and it was just, it was intense. We had a five-week Sunday, and I felt like the Lord said, I want you to take that fifth week and give it away. (laughs) Like, what? Such a bad idea. But we did it, because he said to do it. So we gave away, and at that time I think that offering was like $5,000, is that right, Janelle? $5,000 offering, we gave it away. We gave it away to other churches in the city and to a couple of uh, missionary things. And um, so we just gave it away, nothing that would benefit us directly, right? Then the Lord turned around and gave us a $50,000 check, like two, two weeks later, is that right? It was within, within a couple of weeks, even if it was five months. It wasn't five months. It was like, I, th- I feel like it was two weeks, but Janelle was telling me, It was one week. It was even better than I said. I exaggerated the wrong way. Good job, me. That's another testimony. (laughs) Anyway, how amazing is that? How amazing is that? In the midst of a famine, we planted, and then we reaped. We reaped a tenfold reward. Isn't that gorgeous? Isn't God so good? I got so distracted by that testimony, I can't remember what I'm preaching about. So you start sharing a testimony. Now, here's what happens. They're like rabbits. They multiply. If you share one, if you can just get through that place where the enemy's like, he hasn't done anything for so long, just move on. This is an awkward silence. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Skip testimonies today. You, you know what? Don't even worry about it. You know what? Just pray for all the orphans everywhere. Don't, don't stir up testimonies of what God has done. Just, you know what? Pray for broken marriages. Uh, pray for people with cancer. Pray like, th- Basically, he's like, whatsoever is broken, think on these things. Now, here's the thing. We're actually called to think about what's broken, and we're called to pray about it and to see it change. So he's not wrong that we should think about that. But here's the thing. The Lord tells us whatever is good, whatsoever is right, whatsoever is a good report, whatever the testimony is, think on those things. After you've eaten from the testimony, you are full of joy. You are ready to bring it with then to speak to that thing. So then you look at your books or you look at your broken relationships or you look at that job that you need or you you look at that $84,000 of debt and you go, yeah, but you know what? Josh's chicken laid 14 eggs that time. So you know what? 84 grand's nothing for him you know what, we as a tribe gave away $5,000 in the midst of our own famine and God brought in a tenfold reward in a week. He's gonna, he's gonna give us breakthrough on this. Lord, we just, we just speak that over this. We just take that testimony of who he is, the testimony of how he rolls, and we just apply it to this right now in Jesus' name. We're not asking some God that can't do stuff to do this. We're asking the God that does do stuff to do this. Isn't that good? Yeah. Yeah. So so he continues, and I want to ask, I've got a great testimony we're going to kick off with today, so so Sam and Elizabeth and uh, Ed, why don't you guys come up here, and um, we're going to share testimonies during this time, so I'm telling you, first of all, that the character of God, the testimonies that we share about God, the testimony of God is the testimony of the character that he has. You see, what he's done in other people's lives, what he's done in Abraham's life, what he's done in Joshua Revis's life, what he's done in Karen's life and in Janelle's life and in Ed's life is what he's like. And when you declare the testimony of what he's done, you're declaring the kind of God that he is. And you're beginning then the, the, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Jesus did this for me. I hear that testimony and I go, Jesus did that. Jesus did that. Well, if he did it for them, I know he loves me just the same. Jesus didn't die less for me. So if he did it for them, I think he's going to do it for me. In fact, you know what? I'm going to just speak to that situation right now in Jesus' name. You know, I'm I'm just going to speak to my issues right now in Jesus' name. We're upside down financially. I I need $50,000 right now, Lord. And all I have is $3,000. Are you asking me to go after this thing? Maybe he is. I mean, if you're already upside down, fifty thousand, maybe fifty-three thousand isn't that big deal. <laughs> I'm not saying this is great financial advice. I'm saying when God asks you to move, and it's Him, He comes through. And I'm saying that when you declare to something that cannot move, that God can do the impossible, the impossible begins to happen. And we're riding, we're running, we're declaring those things. So during this season, we're going to have different testimonies each Sunday. And uh, so we're going to share this testimony, and then at the end of it, then, um, and I want you to be listening as they share the testimony, I want you to be listening for what kind of breakthrough you need in your life, because there's aspects, there's treasure everywhere. Listen to this testimony, listen for the treasure, and be like, Lord, I need that. I need that, and then at the end, then they're going to pray, they're going to pray over you guys, they're going to release that breakthrough over you. I want you to stand up and say, I'm, I'm getting this. You don't have to say what it is, because there's a lot of treasure But if you hear something in that where you're like, I need breakthrough there, we're going to make an opportunity at the end of this for you to say, Lord, I thank you for what you did there, and I'm asking you to do it here. Amen? Amen. All right. Go ahead, Eddie.
1: Praise God, he's a restorer of people. I met this couple. I actually met Elizabeth about 10 months ago. She was in the restoration class and so I met with her and she sat down and shared with me her marriage of 16 years, they were separated, on the verge of divorce, did not look like there was any hope of this making it. And here they are today.
2: Hello. <laughs> um, good morning, my name is Sam, and a lot of you probably don't know me, but I'm uh, I've been. Uh, I'm, I'm married to this beautiful woman right here. Uh, well, I'm. I'm just gonna share real quick. My 14 eggs. <laughs> my 14 eggs in this year and a half. Um, I was a person that was raised in church, um, and I never thought I would be having the opportunity to have a testimony to share. Um, uh, about a year and a half ago, um, if I look back at my situation, um, we were, like Ed said, we were separated, um, a signature away from divorce. Uh, I don't think she liked me very much. <laughs> and, um, but uh, we were broken. I was broken. Everything that I can think of, you know, Depression, self-esteem, finances. Um, I just literally look at myself and, you know, I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know exactly. I didn't have family around, friends around. You know, I it lost my marriage, basically, lost my kids, lost my family. I was I was lost. Um, many many things. The devil wants to see us in that situation to attack us, and you know I was close to just calling it quits and just take my own life. I was there. I never thought that I would be there. We never think that we could be at there uh, at one point, but the. The good thing is that um, God put people in my life that that were able to help me get out of that situation. I can happily say now that you know I'm not there anymore. you know I have the sense of life now the, the 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 joy of enjoying life and and it's not easy to go through that through that change because it's it's the way we grow up a lot of times it's it's how we were programmed growing up you know the 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 things that we see growing up and going through this restoration class that my wife went through first, and she encouraged me to you know do it and You know, I was that typical guy, I don't need this, you know. (laughs) I can do it on my own, you know. Um, I'm going to say that it it was a blessing to go through that class. I was able to recognize the attacks of the enemy. I was able to see how he works, uh, realize why I was thinking a certain way, why, you know, you know, to, to apply certain things to to my marriage and my just just let God work. Just let him be. Just let him work in your life. You know, a lot of times Ed would have to tell me, you know what, Sam, just 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 listen. You know, just let God work. You know, and 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 a lot of times I felt like attacked. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's like, no, no, it's, you know, I wanted to do things a certain way. Well, that was me. That's the flesh. That was the flesh. And just just sitting back and and just letting God work in our lives. You know, the the journey that I went through, it was painful. It was uh, hard at times. It was just like, you know what, I can't do this anymore. But God was always there, reminding me. And just letting me know everything was gonna be okay. Just, just I had, just had to be patient. But there's something about Mexicans who don't like to be patient. <laughs> and a lot of times we have, you know, like I want to, I want it now. And sometimes, you know, you stick a you stick a a a, a cake in the oven, and you want to take it out three minutes later. it Ain't gonna be done. You know, you gotta wait. And then after you take it out. After you, got, after you take it out, you got to let it sit. You got to be patient, you know. And, but, yeah, I can honestly say after this life-changing um, experience, you know, through the class that I, that I had the joy of attending, um, you know, I can see God's work in my life and in my wife's life that... Um, and it doesn't stop there. You know, it doesn't stop there. It's just we have to keep renewing our minds and ourselves every day and, and just letting God work, just letting him be. And we have to be open to that. You know, it's, it's you know, God's there at the door knocking, but we got to open it. We have to open it, you know. And I don't know I feel different too, so. That's my 14 eggs. <laughs>
3: so, my name is Elizabeth, and um, I started coming to Christ Center uh, February of 2016. Um, at that time, I found myself completely lost, hopeless, and in a depression state. I was 33 weeks pregnant, and um, didn't help (laughs) Um, and um, so I went through a very um, state of depression and I was suicidal at the time Um, and then um, God brought me to Eugene I was in Texas and God brought brought me and my kids to Eugene Um, and he put people around us friends um, that would pray for us and at that time, I was completely broken. I mean, my journey with God started back in 2012, and I just um, kept on seeking him and kept up seeking him because I had, we had problems, and mar- my marriage was broken, and I, don't, I wanted God to do something in our lives. And, and um, so seven years went by, and I kept seeking the Lord. I'm like, Lord, if I'm serving you, if I'm doing this, if I'm doing that, like, what am I doing wrong? You know, then I hit this stage of suicidal. And I'm like, no, why, Lord, why? But even through all that, um, I knew that Holy Spirit was in me. And I knew that he was speaking to me that you're not alone. I'm your savior. I die for you. I pay the price. You don't have to prove to anybody that you don't have to die for anybody's other anybody's sins, sins. I pray, I pay the price for you. And I kept hearing the Holy Spirit whisper those encouragement words to me. And then I came here and I started this other like journey chapter in my life that it was painful because I was separated. It was painful because I had I was pregnant. It was painful because I had my thought my marriage was lost. Um, like he said, we were just a signature away from divorce, and um, and I didn't like him. I I was like you know we've been married for this year is going to be 17 years and. We, what we've done to each other is just hurt each other. He did to me. I did to him. It was just a game of back and forth. I mean, we got married at 18 right after high school. And we thought we, we knew it all. And, of course, we didn't. <laughs> and um,
2: So don't get married after high school?
3: Yes, please don't. <laughs> or unless you go to restoration first. <laughs> then you guys can get married. No. Um, anyway, so, but in this year and a half that I've been here... Um, he stayed in Texas. I came here with my kids, and it's just like God really made me fall in love with him. I thought I, I, I knew God. I thought this last seven years I devoted my life to him, and, and, and I did, but there was still some, a piece missing, and that was like me really turning to him and falling in love with him. Let him love me and let him show me that I am his daughter and that I am valuable in his eyes and, and find my identity in him. And he showed me all those things through restoration. And of course, through prayer, my family has been praying, my friends, all of you that knew that I was in this situation with my husband, that I wanted to get divorced because it was over, because yes, God could do the impossible, but just not this. I had hope for the 14 other eggs, but not him. (laughs) I was like, yes, my 14, yes, I remember when, you know, you did this for me, Lord, and you did that for me, Lord, but here... Uh-uh, I'm not going there. I'm done. He's never going to change. He's da-da-da, you know, A through Z, all the, all, everything, the lies of the enemy. And, of course, I didn't know how long this journey was going to take, if God was going to restore my marriage, or not. Everybody kept saying, just pray, just give it to God, just give it to God, and I'd be okay. So, one day, um, coming to restoration, that's when I started, like, really turning my eyes away from him, away from me, and... I started looking at God for who he was, and um, so I fell in love with him. I married God I he was my husband, he was my everything, and um, he started changing my heart. He started just working in me I started work I, just my identity everything and he that brought so much freedom and I'm like, yes Lord, with him or without him I'm always going to serve you with him or without him I'm here to praise you and to worship you and and one day as I was praying, um, God gave me this vision of, because um, I, I wasn't in love with him anymore. I was like, Lord, that's it. He deserves to be happy with somebody else, and I deserve to be happy with you <laughs> and my kids. And, um, but God really started working in my heart towards having compassion, that compassion I wanted to receive from him, from God. From, I, he wanted me to give that compassion to him. And I started, I was like, okay, God, do I really have to do this? But why, Lord? Why me? Why can't he be my, the one who sacrifices for me? (laughs) I don't know why he has a sense of humor. (laughs) But um, so I started turning around my heart. And I mean, God started turning around my heart and I started to be obedient and I started to listen to him. And I would get like images of him as his mom, his mom being pregnant with him in her belly. And I'm like, ah, what is this? So I my prayers would go all the way back when he was a child in his mother's womb <laughs> and I started feeling like super compassionate about him and again going through those classes of restoration just God started changing my heart but it was a lot of anger it was a lot of you know just ugly things that I felt at the moment for him but then God changed my heart and um, he showed me that He is the God of the impossible. He is the Savior. He is who has promises for us. And He was just—I I just love God. I mean, I—I—I I, I can't live without Him, and I would never let Him go. And He's my Father. He's my Savior. He's my everything. And if He delivered, He delivered me from suicidal emotions and thoughts and everything. Um, he can do it for you too, if anybody's experiencing. But. I, I am so happy that he also um, turned my husband's heart around, and I feel like he has an amazing plan for us, and we are in this journey. That I can't wait to see where he's gonna place us, how we're gonna start working for him, for his glory, and it's just exciting to to um, to be part of that kingdom.
1: Amen. <laughs> Amen. Ooh could we get the kids to come up and join your parents we want to
3: and this is my um, little one Sarai and she's completely she was completely uh, protected while I was going through all that she's healthy she's a healthy baby she was born at the right time and she's just a healthy baby and I praise God for that
1: You know, it's interesting because the enemy would love to destroy this. And watching God turn this around has been miraculous. And so uh, these guys came and they said, Look, our marriage was going the wrong direction. Now it's going the right direction. We want to renew our vows and get remarried again. So this Thursday, we're inviting all of you, Thursday at six o'clock here, they're going to renew their vows. And this family is a family again and I'll tell you what you see that you just see the beauty in this family what a miracle it is so let's just rejoice that they they are reunited again all right (laughs) six o'clock Thursday here come witness another part of the miracle
0: so if you had a part of that testimony that resonated with something that you're needing, whether it's a relational poverty, whether it's giving hope, giving up hope in an area, whether it's suicidal ideation or depression or discouragement, um, and, uh, or there's any other part of this testimony that you're saying, Lord, what you did for them, I need you to do that for me. And I just want you to stand up. And um, as always, this is our house, so you're safe in here. And we all come here to receive from the Lord and from one another. So don't let shame or embarrassment keep you from standing up. We all come here needing things from the Lord and from one another. So always feel safe and free. Nobody's going to look at you and think, oh, I wonder why you're standing up. If they are, though, we'll put them in restoration. We'll heal that too. <laughs> so um, at any rate, we're going to have you. We're gonna just, uh, just going to pray over you right now. And uh, Sam, so would you just pray that what God did for you guys, God will do for those that are standing today, and maybe a couple that are sitting, but God knows where they're at.
2: Lord, we're we're here in Your presence today, asking You to uh, to for You to do Your will in our lives and everybody that is here. We don't know the situation and everybody's life or thinking, but we ask You to. Um, give us the strength to rebuke any, any spirit of depression, any spirit of um, suicide or any type of problem that we might be going through. We ask you for, for you to come into our lives and make that change and, and help us to go through, through any, any type of situation in our lives. And uh, we ask you to Please be a blessing for us, and 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 to to uh, give us the the tools to fight through it every day, and be a blessing to others. Because what you do in our lives can change other people's lives. We uh, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your for your amazing grace, and we thank you for our lives. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Well the prayer servant team is coming forward now so if you need further ministry time or encouragement or prayer or maybe even a word of knowledge you can come up and be like I need a word of knowledge and then they'll practice and you can tell them how accurate they are. But we want to invite you to always come and allow allow uh, allow, your, allow yourself to receive what you need when you come. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and may he give you shalom. You guys have a great week. We love you.